Hey everybody, welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities. My name is Sarah Benincasa. And my name is Marcus Parks. I feel crazy. (laughs) I feel so crazy right now. You look a little nutty. I have been, I had two cups of, okay, I had a cup of coffee today and then I had a double espresso. And just now I drank the Forbidden Rocket Fuel, which I'll just keep drinking as long as Nikita's not there. (laughs) And I feel bad about it and I feel guilty, but I just keep fucking doing it. You know, I have noticed we've started to record on days when Nikita is not working. Yeah, and I swear I'm not doing it on purpose. (laughs) But some part of me senses this shit is intense. We're uh, speaking to you from the Creek in the Cave, creeklic.com, 1093 Jackson Avenue, Long Island City, New York, uh, which is right next door to Sweetleaf, Long Island City, which is the place where they make the rocket fuel. Mm -hmm. Oh, rocket fuel. It's so intense. I feel real weird. I'm also getting my period. So I tend to be manic the day before I get my period. Ah. I go into a manic place. It's my manic day of the month. And I but right now I feel crazy. Like I feel like I'm spacing out. I feel like I'm high. I'm high on caffeine. Yeah. And You're I definitely feel high. A little bit detached from this world. <laughs> Come on back. Come on back, Sarah. Woo! Oh, my God. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, Marcus Parks is at Twitter.com slash Marcus Parks. And I'm at Twitter.com slash Sarah J. Benincasa. We are sponsored by Sexcusemoi.com, S-E-X-C-U-S-E-M-O-I.com. They are fun. They have sexy time. I uh, I talked about our panel at – or not our panel. I, I talked about our show at um, the panel I did at South by Southwest, really? which was called Political Humor 2.0, The Internets Are Leaking. And it was me, uh, Daily Show executive producer Rory Albanese, HuffPo comedy editor Carol Hartzell, and uh, Alf Lamont, who is formerly the VP of marketing at the Comedy Store and now does a bunch of comedy stuff with a company called Adler Integrated Marketing. And so I talked about – They were talking about sponsors and people were like, so does The Daily Show – we had like almost 200 people there I guess and they were like, so sir, who's in charge of The Daily Show, do you guys worry about sponsors? And he was like, "Um, no, not really. And I was like – and they were like, HuffPo, do you worry about sponsors? And Carol was like, it just doesn't come up, not really. And I was like, we have a sponsor on my podcast, Sex and Other Human Activities. (laughs) They sell butt plugs and dildos and they don't give a fuck what we talk about. (laughs) And that got quite a rich laugh. Of course. But it did not make it into the CNN.com recap of our panel. (laughs) Nor did my comment, which did make it onto the HuffPost recap of our panel, where I said, poop jokes, no, no political affiliation. That is true. They are magical. So go to sexcusemoi.com and enter Sarah at checkout, S-A-R-A, for 20% off. Mm. Ah, I'm a jitterbug. And as a, but speaking of which, you were at South by Southwest. This, uh, Sarah, over here. Yes. You're star- you were just staring at the ceiling. I know. And your eyes were rolling into the back of your head. <laughs> it happens sometimes. <laughs> this shit is the crack, man. Um... I think it interacts with my Abilify and my Prozac in some kind of weird way. I think so. There's all there's a Colombian stuff in there. Gah! I think there's coke in here. There's probably coke in there. Um. So yeah, I went to South by Southwest. It was nuts. It was tiring. It was hectic. I didn't even really. I didn't even go to parties or anything like that. I did um, a book signing, a panel, and a book reading and interview at uh, courtesy of Google Play. Um, they make things for Google called Google Play. And it involves books, I guess. Um, so I was there at this tent. And the guests of the tent were me 
and Billy Corgan and Bobcat Goldthwait, and I didn't get to meet <laughs> either one of them. Oh. And they're both much bigger deals than me, so I'm sure they had bigger crowds. But it was fun. And um, South by Southwest was nuts. I kind of hated it. Yeah. I didn't hate the Google Play thing. That was fun. And I didn't hate my panel or the reading or the signing or anything. Uh, I just hated, like, South by Southwest as a whole. It's not what it used to be. Uh, what did you do when you were at South by Southwest? You got up to some shenanigans. Oh, I got up to many a shenanigans. The first time I went was in 2002. I was only, like, 20, so I didn't get into I did get. I did bluff my way into a Gogo Bordello show, Ooh, which fun. was, like, it was right after their first album came out. And it was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. And the second time I went, though, uh, me and a couple of friends procured... Quite the large bag of mushrooms at the beginning of the week. Uh, and also a fr- another friend of mine brought a bunch of whippets. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> so about on day two or three of doing just uh, copious amounts of mushrooms, I decide while in a uh, thrift store that I am going to buy a woman's sweater, uh, <laughs> some uh, black pants with a pink pinstripes on them. Sure, sure. Uh, Joker pants, pretty mm-hmm. much. And the, and also the sweater was way too small for me uh, and decided that I was going to go glam that night. Oh, wow. It just completely out of my mind on mushrooms. Like I, I my one of the friends that was with me, like she put all this makeup on me. Oh, wow. And, <laughs> and we're just wandering the streets of Austin just on our, out of our minds. And this was whenever Aqua Teen Hunger Force was like really big. <gasps> oh, fun. It was like at the pinnacle of it. And there were three guys in gigantic meat wad, master shake, and fry lot costumes just like wa- bouncing down the street. I was like, and I just walked up to him like, can I touch you? <laughs> and I just heard like from inside I heard, huh, just like this muffled sure. And I'm like, ah, oh, fucking A. And then later that night, I got to see Gogo Bordello again uh, and super fucked up, still like really just peeking. And uh, it was at the Emo's Annex, uh, uh, which is kind of a stage next to Emo's that's mm-hmm. built up. Uh, so it you know, had the, this kind of scaffolding that was pretty low. And so I'm up front and I'm dancing my ass off because this is during my like insane days. Uh, dancing my ass off, just having a great time. And I like, stop and I look up at the stage and the uh, lead singer, Eugene Hoots, like he like looks down at me and I look at him and he just reaches into the crowd and like grabs my arm and pulls me up on stage. That's awesome! And, I, <laughs> and I'm like out of my mind on mushrooms. And I like jump up and like grab the scaffolding and like start swinging. <laughs> and, like, and I'm like, yeah! And then I start pulling people up. And they start pulling people, and they're, all of a sudden there's a bunch of us on stage, and I'm like dancing my ass off, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw up. Oh, no. <laughs> but I didn't puke. Oh, I did so not. Good. I, I just slowed down my dancing a little bit. <laughs> and you were like, uh, it's like drinking ginger ale, slowing down <laughs> your dancing. Yeah, just slowing it down a little bit. But that was probably that was the best time I, I had. It. I had a pretty kick. At, and we also just kept doing whippets wow. the whole time. So we just like giggle maniacally for a little. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some more whippets. I ate a. Uh, Bacon chocolate chip cookie. Ooh, very nice. That was the craziest thing I did. <laughs> That's not really true. But I got – no, it is true. I did eat a bacon chocolate chip cookie and it had ice cream with it. It had a scoop of uh, vanilla ice cream and a scoop of coffee ice cream. Ooh. Did I text you about this? No. I had a bacon chocolate chip cookie and I know I just said that. But let me explain further what was there. Okay. In addition to that – 
There was bacon with some sort of nuts on it and sugar, much like you can get here at the creek, which has delicious food. And that bacon was on a skewer. (laughs) Then there was some sort of, if I remember correctly, and I may not, some sort of whipped cream pizzazz. Okay. Let me tell you what I had eaten earlier in that meal. Uh, And just hear how heart healthy it was. I had a bunch of sweet tea. I also consumed a bratwurst. (laughs) Oh, Austin. Oh, did you go to the brat cart? No. I forget where we went. Ah. I went to this place and... Um, it had a bratwurst and it had fucking mustard and all this shit on it. And I just ate it. Yeah. And then I was like, more. And then I ate like, I ate like a bunch of corn. And you know, that's going to make your shit interesting. Mm -hmm. I ate like Mexican corn off the cob. Nice. And then there were waffle fries. Yeah. And then I was like, let's get dessert. (laughs) So, so in other words, you just ate a meal in Texas. But yeah, South by can can really suck. If you don't know, if it's yeah, the, I just hear the last few years, it's it's totally not as cool as it used to be. It's it not. used to be about the music, man, which is actually true. It was about this was about the interactive man, and it was yeah. about people interacting and giving me a headache because there was just so much, and it was just so like like when I was like Marcus, there's such debauchery here. It was just like food. And booze and food and booze and fat and fat fucking fat fucking booze and food. It was just disgusting. And how is that any different from the creek? It was basically like if you took the creek and you made the creek into a festival, (laughs) (laughs) which must never, ever happen. If you made a creek, Mm. the creek into a festival. Oh, no. (laughs) No, it's all. No. 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 Think about this for a second. It was like if you made the creek into a festival Mm. and you just had the city full. I was just walking down the street just looking at people around me just thinking – well, that very nice underage person's going to make a bad decision. Oh, there's <laughs> there's someone else making a bad decision. I'm going to make a bad decision right now. It's called more ice cream. Yeah. Like I was it was just like fatty McFat Central. I went to Austin to get fucking fat. People were like, "I'm drunk. I'm fucking." And I was like, "Really? That sounds interesting. I'm eating everything." <laughs> Never got laid at South by. <sighs> You should have while you were on mushrooms. It was about the music, man. Have you ever had sex on mushrooms? Yeah. What is that like? Awesome. I've never taken mushrooms. Not as good. And as I've never had sex. Not, <laughs> not as good as sex on acid, though. Um, sex on acid is pretty amazing. They're both hallucinogens, correct? Mm-hmm. But they work in the brain differently. Yeah, yeah. M- mushrooms is all natural. I prefer mushrooms over acid because uh, acid is just. It's 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 fine, you know. It's it's good and everything. But uh, fucking on acid, it was uh, me and uh, my girlfriend never, not my current ex girlfriend. Like we never switched positions. Yet we switched positions like fifty or sixty times. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hallucinated like, uh, yeah. It was fantastic. I love. But I'm a big fan of like sex and drugs. I love that. Like, don't do drugs. But this kids. Is, no, they're terrible. We yeah, have so bad. many teens listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry, don't don't do that. I was a consenting adult. This was like a few years ago. So and it was legal then. Yeah, no, and it, yeah. It was, it, drugs used to be legal. Yeah. <laughs> I Whenever love, I was in high school, I was a very nice boy. This like illustrates a difference between Marcus and I. 
Now, I find it interesting that we both went to South By and did not have sex. I think that's very interesting. What's more interesting to me, however, is the things that we did do. <laughs> went to South By. We were celibate like priests because we're very Christian. Yes. Instead of that, we acted out in other ways. You did drugs. Mm-hmm. And dressed up like a weird lady. Weird, very weird lady. My hair was also like all over the place too. It was like sticking out. And there's, there you was were like, a- I'm so crazy on Marcus Box. Yeah. <laughs> and what was the crazy thing that I did? Uh, you ate a bacon uh, cookie. I ate a bacon cookie. <laughs> That's just the beginning. I mean, there were tacos. You ate a lot. There were there was barbecued brisket. There was so much stuff. I feel like I was wasted the whole time I was there, and I wasn't. It was the fucking food. It was so intense. You want to get to some reader mail? Yes. <laughs> Am I scaring you? No, Are not Are you at scared? All. No. Did I scare you when I was I, – I know that I texted you from South by Southwest. I can't even remember what I texted you. I just know I said something about debauchery, and I was in the middle of eating. You said that it was hurting your soul. Yeah, it was hurting my soul. And I think I meant my tummy. Yeah. But it was like hurting my soul. Oh, and when we first – the first place we rented, none of us – like the person who listed the apartment didn't let me, my girlfriend, and three guy friends know that the bathroom was in the bedroom. So um, dudes were like rolling through. And so we were like, fuck this. We're going to go stay at the Super 8 instead. And the dudes were like, that's fine. We'll just get the bedroom. Also, fun fact, met a Sex and Other Human Activities fan. Do you remember Nick Cave? Yeah. Nick Cave totally uh, came and hung out in Houston, and I met him, and it was awesome. So oh, shout out to Nick Cave. That's sweet. It was a Oh, yeah, light. I saw the picture. That's, that's so right. cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And, yeah, and I think someone commented, your, your fans are very tall. Yeah, they are very tall. They're very tall and very smart. Yeah. Yeah, of course they are. You're all very tall and very smart people. Okay. All right. All right. Here's this question. What are we going to call this guy? Um, let's call him Jeffrey. Jeffrey. All right. Wait, Here's... that sounds too gay. Sorry, gays. It just does. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff. All right. Here's what he says. I'm getting married soon to a very beautiful woman who, uh, whom I love with all my heart and gets me going every time I see even a slither of skin. But when we're having sex, I'll sometimes lose the rigidity or come too early. Not all the time, mind you. This is recent. I think it's the stress of all the planning of the wedding and other issues that have been pissing me off, but she thinks it's her. What can I do to keep this from happening? Oh, wow. Okay. Sometimes he loses his rigidity in his penis, a la mm. an erection. Yes. Um, and sometimes he has uh, the, the preemie jack. Premature ejaculation. <sighs> It's well, I mean, geez, and she gets pissed. I feel bad. Like, I don't think she's getting pissed. I think she just thinks that it's her, like that he doesn't find her attractive anymore. Oh my God. Okay. You need to play this podcast, or you need to play this podcast for her, or, or write down what I'm about to say. Um, girlfriend slash fiance. It is not your fault. There's no way that she could be powerful enough to control your penis in that fashion. Like if your penis – she can make it horny, but it's like it's like she has the ability to turn the on switch but not the off switch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she certainly can't make you pre-jack or, or you know, lose your erection or whatever. Like 
It's and and so that is not to be like, oh, it's your fault, buddy, because I don't think it's consciously your fault. I think there's probably just some stuff going on, and probably you're right about stress, and and you may not be sleeping properly. You may be real hyped up and tensed up. I mean, listen to me. I'm one who knows. I'm all crazy coked out right now <laughs> on um on rocket fuel coffee. And it makes me feel real weird. And if I had a penis, I'm not sure I could manage it right now. And you're planning a wedding, which is like the same thing as drinking rocket fuel a million times over. So basically, you know, I don't know what you can point her to, uh, something from the National Institutes of Health, maybe. <laughs> like, I don't know what authoritative thing you got to point her to to just go, baby, it's not you. But it's really it's really not. I mean, it might be worth looking at um, – Looking up something on the Mayo Clinic's website, which is reputable, or again, I, I wasn't actually kidding, the National Institutes of Health website, or something where you can go, look, see, this is about erectile dysfunction and see how it says it does not have to do with the partner. This is true. Mm-hmm. Also, my foot fell asleep and now it feels real weird. <laughs> <laughs> well. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's doing that weird thing. Okay. Well, my take is... Uh, is I think what uh, is really bothering this guy. Uh, it's it's just like it happens to everyone. It's that you know one night you don't get the uh, you don't you kind of lose your boner or you come too early, and then it happens a couple times, and then it gets in your head, and then once it gets in your head, it's hard to get it out again because you start thinking about it you're like oh god I hope I don't lose my boner I hope I don't lose my boner oh I lost my boner because all you're thinking about is losing your boner and all you're thinking about is coming too early if this hasn't always been a problem for you then it's you know probably been it's something that's recent so yeah you are probably having a lot of stress and the stress on top of the stress the stress of losing your boner on top of the stress of planning a wedding and blah 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 and by the way fucking elope uh, yeah, dude, weddings run are away. St- weddings are stupid uh, that, but that's just me. Uh, Marcus is just full of hatred. <laughs> I'm full of love too. Yeah, you're. Full it's like of a half love. and half thing. You're a heart full of love. I'm a heart full of love. Yeah, uh, and I think, I mean, and it's it's really easy to just tell the guy, listen, relax, buddy. Like, it's really easy uh, to do that. Um, but what I would say to keep it from happening, yeah, just try to keep your mind off of it and stay in the moment. Like, stay in the moment with your woman. Look her in the eyes, you know? Like, actually, like, really be there with her. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. You know what might help? Um, Pot? My, my, maybe. <laughs> um, but also, mindfulness meditation might help. I'm Ooh. reading this book um, by Pema Chodron called Comfortable with Uncertainty. I think that's what it's called. And because I'm at a, kind of a, a crossroads in my life right now, not sure where I'm going with career and the living situation and all these different things. So I'm like, okay, how do I deal with this? How do I sit with this and not just have a panic attack, which is my want? So um, I'm reading this book. And there's other great books too. There's a book um, called Full Catastrophe Living by John Kabat-Zinn. There's also a book called Wherever You Go, There You Are by John Kabat-Zinn, which is less medical and a little more spiritual. But um, I would check that out because I think mindfulness meditation can actually help you because the whole point is staying in the moment and accepting what's what is and I have to say that when I mean I haven't done yoga in a while regularly but when I learned how to do yoga and they started teaching me some mindfulness meditation techniques and stuff um, I found that that breathing really helped me sexually like it helped me breathe into the sensations and feel you know start to start to feel better about sex and it, it really might help um, if the 
you know, uh, the premature ejaculation becomes a huge problem. Um, like, I mean, it sounds like it's a problem, but not necessarily the primary problem right now. No. But if dick stuff becomes a huge problem, you might want to consider having your uh, your testosterone levels checked just to make sure. That probably wouldn't be wouldn't play into the premature ejaculation thing, but it might play into the um, low to like low arousal or lack of bonerdom. You're probably fine. I really think it's probably the stress. And again, I'm not a medical doctor. This is just stuff that I've heard from medical doctors. But don't take this as a diagnosis or anything because, dear God, I'm hopped up on rocket fuel. Um, But I would also check out uh, work by Dr. Ian Kerner, PhD, who writes about problems with low arousal and with erectile dysfunction, with premature ejaculation. All that stuff. He has one book called She Comes First, which uh, was a bestseller of some kind, I think. And it's got a papaya on the cover. (laughs) And and he's got a few other books, too. Um, But, yeah, check out those resources and see if you can't scare up some some interesting info. I would like to check in (laughs) about myself (laughs) and say that I'm feeling a little bit more normal. Good. Um. My anxiety level is rising, but not in like a panic attack way. Good. Um, so I'm not all jittery high. I'm more just like, Nyeh. I'm just more into now I'm feeling a sort of second guessing myself sort of phase, which is fun. Yeah. And eventually by the end of this, I'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be absolutely great. How am I scared? You're doing great right now. You're freaking you out, Marcus. No, not at all. Not at all. No. It would take a you lot have... to freak you out. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a lot yeah. to freak you out. <laughs> yeah. I think you being uh, one of my best friends being a little hopped up on caffeine <laughs> is not going to freak like, me out Marcus, is this okay with you? This yeah. is how I get whenever I get in an extreme mood state. I'm always like, I'm sorry. I'm so depressed. I know this must be really annoying for you. And people are like, what? You ever dealt with a meth head? No. All right, then. <laughs> 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 Those people must be annoying. Oh, and dangerous. Holes in their faces. <laughs> Don't do meth, kids. That's the worst. Don't do meth. It's worse than mushrooms, whippets, or fucking bacon chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Much, 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 much worse. It's the worst. All right. Next question. Next. Okay. Let's do, let's do one more. Okay. All right. This is from Mandy Jane. Okay. She cool. says that we can use her name. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Mandy Jane. I love that name. It's a very pretty name. All right. She says, my best friend is suicidal and very depressed. She's going through a horrible downward spiral that I just don't have the power to stop. I have suffered from depression and other mental illnesses for about five years now, and I happily take Prozac. I try and try to explain to her that she needs help from a doc, and all she says is, I don't know, maybe. So my question is, how do I convince her she really needs to get help ASAP? Wow. Um... I would uh, – all right. This is, a, this is a selfish thing I'm going to say. I would say buy her a copy of my book, Agora Fabulous, Dispatches from My Bedroom, <laughs> um, and give it to her because I have a feeling that she is really going to vibe with and understand some things um, in the very beginning of the book. Um, you can also – there's of course, there are other depression memoirs too. There's – I think Girl Interrupted was – I don't know. I think it was about a girl who was diagnosed with like borderline personality disorder, which is not depression. It's different. Mm-hmm. Um there have been – I mean there are a lot of different ones and you can you know, Google online to find out the, the best reviewed ones. There's one called The Noonday Demon. There are a few. Um, 
I mean, you could give her mine and you could just be like, oh, this chick uh, hosts this podcast and she's hella funny. You should Mm. listen to it and you should read this. And that could be a way to do it. Or, you know, find a depression memoir that you like. I mean, you've got depression. I assume you've done a little bit of research on it. There may be a book that's spoken to you that you can give to her. But she's she's already bought your book, by the way. Oh, yes. Did you you say that? No. Okay. (laughs) Am I going crazy? Um, So... (laughs) Uh, pork i ate so much pork <laughs> i ate so much pork last right, week focus focus okay, focus 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 ficus okay um she's not going to accept that she has a problem un- until she bottoms out and you know you can't you can't really hasten that experience what you can do is let her you've let her know you're there for you've let her know you think she has a problem and you can take the extra step of giving her a book or a movie or something that you think um she might relate to and uh and then you just got to kind of let it go and honestly if i mean you got to be there for her and everything but it's not your job to fix her and it's not your job to enable her so you can straight up tell her, like, I really think you have a problem. Um, here's what I think it is. Here's the number of a psychiatrist you can call or of a helpline or something like that that you can call. You can go to NAMI, N-A-M-I dot org to find some numbers there. There's suicide hotlines and different stuff all over the place. Um, and offer her some resources, some concrete resources, and say, I really think you should pursue these things. And then you got to kind of back off a little bit. Don't abandon her or anything like no. that. But um, just understand that you can't. You can't push the river like you can't you can't change the course of things. She's going to do what she's going to do. Very true. And whenever you talk to her and it it says that uh, she's explained uh, she's tried to explain her that she needs help from a doctor. And she says, I don't know, maybe Uh, I think what you do from there is you start asking questions. Why? Why wouldn't you get help? Maybe she has some sort of stigma. Like maybe she believes in the stigma of you know mental illness and mm-hmm. that she doesn't actually want help because she's ashamed. Or you know, a lot of people really just don't like don't believe in it, and they think that if I go see a, a doctor or something like that, then you know I'm admitting that I'm crazy. And some people, honestly, this is so fucked up. But some people would rather die than admit that they're crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, or admit that there's something wrong with them in their brain. They'd rather kill themselves than go get help. And that's fucked up. Marcus it's... and I are the opposite of that. We're yeah. different. <laughs> the other day, I thought about killing myself. And you know what I said to myself? I said, Sarah, uh-uh. You know why? Your taxes aren't done. <laughs> it's going to be messy. And this is a temporary desire that's going to pass. Mm-hmm. So over here at Sex and Other Human Activities, we have some issues. But one of our issues is not hiding our problems no we will tell you about them like i just did yeah <laughs> and that helps them and uh, letting them out uh, letting shedding some light on them um helps I, I i think helps take away their power oh god yes but yeah, some, yeah. some people are really closeted about it or they've been taught not to talk about it and so for them it's very frightening to think about talking about it and the longer you wait to talk about it the worse it gets mm-hmm. and if you talk because I was having a conversation with someone uh, a couple days ago, and I was ha- we, I was talking about like rela- like all my relationships throughout the years, and how like how each time I kind of got over them faster and faster. Uh, and I figured out like the reason why I was able to get over this stuff is because I was able to, I, I just talked about it. Like you have that one friend that you talk to, or 
you know, and for me, it's like also like my brothers, Thomas and Charlie, fucking best brothers in the world. Marcus just thumped his chest, by the way, <laughs> and then raised his fist to Jesus, a la a black Olympic athlete in perhaps the 1970s. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, um, you know, like I had those people to talk to. And so uh, whenever you talk to people about your problems and also talk to my parents about it as well, uh, family, very important. Um if family is some of the best people to talk to if you're very close to your family and they're some of the people that know you the best and can steer you towards, um, I guess, because the, the, here's the biggest thing uh, is that it sounds like that it has to be her idea. You have to make it seem like it's her idea because she sounds stubborn as fuck. And the only way to get stubborn people to do anything is to make them think that it's their idea. Yeah, you have to manipulate them into thinking it's their idea. Yeah. It's a secret of wives throughout the ages. (laughs) It's how most wives get things done, I think. Exactly. Uh, And the other thing about talking to, to somebody about this type of stuff is that you have to remember that they are being irrational. So you have to somehow communicate with them irrationally in a rational manner yeah. because you cannot approach an irrational person with rational arguments. It's just going to piss them off. It's kind of like talking to a kid. Like you can't – don't get that. If you talk down to a kid, they know it and they get resentful and hate it. But if you talk to them like they're on the level, even if you in your head are like, I'm talking to a five-year-old, <laughs> you can say like, um, Angelina, <laughs> Angelina – you have to make a decision. You can put your toys away now and get a cookie or you can put your toys away later after the cookies are gone and then not get a cookie. So you have yeah. to give them a like give them a choice that's not really a choice. Yeah, that makes but no talk, sense. But talk to her just like Angelina, here's your choice rather than Angelina, you know, the like yeah. you have to sound kind of like you're giving them just options. And and obviously you can't say to this girl, here's your choice, but you could say, you know, I was noticing something and what do you think about this and wouldn't you say that mm, – and try and get them to yeah. agree and then be like, oh, that's an interesting idea that you just said that actually I put into your head. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to remember – and also in the end, you have to respect that she is an adult and that you can't force her to do anything she doesn't want to do. Yeah. Even though it sucks and we would like to force each other to do things that we think are good for each other. That make no sense grammatically. <laughs> but <laughs> the point is um, – Put a little bit more effort in and then kindly back off but still stay in the picture. Don't don't drop out. Yeah. Be sure to catch her when – be sure to be there to catch her when she falls because, you know, it's try to – and if she falls too far, then it ain't your fault. Yeah, dude. It's just, not your fault. Just You're remember that is that if, if she falls – if it goes badly and you know what I mean – like, it's not your fault at all. Yeah. Anytime, like, I've gone crazy Bones Jones, it is not the fault of my family or friends. No, not at all. It's just my – it's my brain, mm-hmm. you know, and various reasons attached to it, various things attached to it, such as my body. What? I'm so <laughs> high right now. Listen. Um, yeah, it's not your fault. I tell you this as a crazy person. Like, yeah. there's – you know, un- unless she chooses to get help. There will be no help for her. And um, if she doesn't and God forbid something bad happens to her, like it's not your fault. But I think that she will get help and um, it might take her getting to a really dark place, but she will get help. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think that's it for today. That 
that's it for this episode of Sex and Other Human Activities. You can email us, Sarah, at sarahbenincasa.com with all your questions, comments, and concerns about the show. <laughs> Marcus just rubbed his nipples, I think. No, I scratched my chest. He scratched his chest. My chest hair is finally growing in. Oh, that's awesome. At 29. Pu- puberty. No, it's actually not. I'm going to be hairless forever from the waist up. I'm going to dance in the streets just because I'm freaked out by all this coffee. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Goodbye, folks. Bye. And don't forget to go to cavecomedyradio.com. And if you uh, have any questions about anything else, you can also email us at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. That's just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it out yeah. There. Oh, yeah. my God. That should be our email that we use now. Cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Sweet. Goodbye, buddy. Bye.